0: Hey family, welcome back to the Live Fancy podcast entitled Think Fancy, a place where we discuss concepts, ideas, perspectives, and insights that will cause you to truly think fancy, to make the mental choice to foster achievement, never compromising you. I believe there is greatness on the inside of you, and I am committed to helping you release it. Why? Because someone is waiting for you. Hey, family, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back with you again for another episode of Think Fancy. I truly hope that you have been enjoying this season and you are allowing these concepts to help you to change the way you think or give you another perspective or remind you of some things that are helping you to release the greatness that is already on the inside of you. I know even my own self, I've been going back and reminding myself of the things that we've been talking about, and they're helping me to rethink some things that I didn't realize were kind of stuck in there. And that's one of the things that I love about this podcast is because it's real, it's authentic, it's, it's today, it's fresh. And whatever day that you listen to it on, it's still fresh. And I believe that there are things that are happening in our lives and we are pointed to these episodes exactly when we need to hear them, whether it's in advance to prepare us or if it's after to help us. So, Either way, I'm hoping that we continue on this journey together and we release the greatness that's only inside of us. And so without further ado, I am excited about this new episode, episode five, and it is You Have Nothing to prove. Again, you have nothing to prove. And I think this is so powerful because it's something that when we're talking about releasing authenticity, when we're talking about recognizing that we are more than enough, it's truly a mindset that we have to keep changing or revisiting that says, I don't have to prove anything. That doesn't mean that you don't have to put forth your best. It doesn't mean that you don't want to be aware of how you are presenting yourself and how you are being received because there is a point where you may do something or say something in one way and mean it in a certain way, but it's received in a different way. And we could easily say, well, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I meant. You shouldn't have taken it that way. But we understand that truth is often in the eyes of the person that's receiving it, right? And so if you say, you know, that dress, I think... That's not your color. And you really are just trying to say, I like the dress on you, but the color, you know, I think that a different color might bring out your eyes or your hair or your or your beauty better. That person could receive it as you think I'm ugly. Now, you could be like, I didn't say that. And you need to go work on your challenges and work on your struggles because that's not what I said. But the reality is that when you are talking to somebody else and you want them to receive what you say, you want to make sure that you're saying it in such a way where they can receive it. All that being said to say, we're not talking about just being blanket whatever and doing whatever and not caring about what other people may perceive you to have said. You want whatever you do to be done in such a way that those that you are doing it with or saying it to are able to receive it. That's the point I'm trying to get across. This is more so focusing in on you recognizing that you don't have to prove anything to anyone else, you have a responsibility to be authentically you and the person, the only person you need to convince is you. And I want you to take that back. I want that to be the tagline that you remind yourself about. The only person you need to convince is is you. You need to believe that you are all that in a bag of chips. You need to believe that in your area of expertise, you are the best thing since sliced bread. You need to believe it. You need to know it and you need to act like it. And you need to be at a place where you don't allow someone else's opinion of you, someone else's inability to receive you, someone else's critique and criticism of you to change what you believe about yourself. Because you're not trying to prove that you are great. You're not trying to prove that you are capable. You are not trying to prove that you are experienced enough. You are not trying to prove it. You are simply being it. And when you are walking in the fullness of your authenticity, the people that need what you have to offer, to give, to say, they will be able to receive it. And those that won't, won't. Those that don't, won't. It's that simple. But we get stuck because we're like, I don't know, I need to do this. I need to show you. You need to see it. And this is in things of family relationships. This is in job relationships or employee employer relationships. This can also show itself in friendships. It can show even in our ways that we present ourselves to God. Like God, I'm I'm gonna show you I got this. I'm gonna show you I got this. I'm gonna show you I'm all of that. God, you know, I'm gonna show you that, you know, I deserve whatever and the reality is that especially the latter one of trying to prove and show things to God is just a useless effort because everything that you are and everything that you ever will be he already knows you can't impress God there's nothing that you can do that he's never seen before that he's like i didn't know you could do that wow right like he gave you the ability to do anything that you can do anyway so we're not trying to prove anything to anyone the only one we need to convince Is ourselves the other thing I want to say about this is someone else's inability to see something in you does not negate the fact that it's true. What do I mean? Someone else's inability to see that you are great in a certain area, someone else's inability to see that you handle certain things well, someone else's inability to see you does not mean that you can't do those things or that you're not capable or that you're not able. We have to stop allowing someone else's inability to see us from telling us that we're not able. Someone else's inability to see does not mean we have an inability to do. Let me say that again. Someone else's inability to see does not mean we have an inability to do. You are well able, fully capable, and properly equipped to do everything you were designed and created to do. And you don't have to prove that to anyone. You need to simply be. Now, I was looking at this as I was preparing, and I was looking at a couple of quotes that really stuck out that I want to share with you as we bring this kind of home and, and, and make it even more relatable. So the first quote I want to share with you is from the Saturday Night Supper Club. And in this, they said, you are not the sum of your accomplishments or your failures. You have absolutely nothing to prove, not to me, not to your critics, if God had wanted you to be anything other than who and what you are, he would have made you that way. And I mean, I heard that and I was just like, it's so powerful. And it's so funny sometimes when you hear things in television shows and movies and series and even commercials sometimes, and they just hit a certain way. And it's amazing because God will oftentimes send us things in a way where we can hear them, even when we don't we're not necessarily looking for them, but we're open enough to hear them. And he'll send us reminders and he'll send us encouragement. He'll send us certain things to just help us. And I thank God for that. And so when I, when I heard this, or excuse me, when I read this, I was like, yes, yes, exactly. You are not the sum of your accomplishments or your failures. And we talked about that In a previous episode. But the reality is, if God wanted you to be anything other than who and what you are, He would have made you that way. Again, we've talked about before, that doesn't mean that you are perfect. There are always opportunities to grow and to learn and continue to improve. But you are who you are. If you are bold and outspoken and boisterous, that's because that's who God created you to be. And there is a part of what He has designed you to do that requires that quality and that personality trait within you. If you are more Laid back, if you are more of a listener, if you're more of an observer. And so you may not speak out as much, but when you do speak, it comes with such knowledge of what you have seen and observed. That's exactly what God created you and how He created you to be. Why? Because what He has designed you for requires that personality trait, that quality that you have. You don't have to prove that it's good enough for anyone else. You don't need to change it or prove it to anyone else. You just simply need to be. And if you are in a situation, especially in a relationship, you know, or, or in a dating situation, or even at a job or someplace where everything that you are, everything that you embody is conflicting with them and what they want, what they're looking for, what they say they need, then dearest of hearts, you may need to remove yourself from that situation because you never want to be in a place, in a situation where you are constantly being questioned about who you are or you're constantly in a in a place of doubt of what you have to offer. That is not what God has designed in place for you. Now, it could be a challenging situation where you are being challenged to embody, embrace, and uphold everything that you are. But once you have come to a place where you say, no, this is who I am. Yes, I'm more outspoken than others. Does that make me wrong and them right? No, it means I'm more outspoken than others. There's times when I'm going to speak up where others might be more comfortable saying nothing. But I like that about myself. I recognize that it's an amazing trait in me. And I guarantee you there are people who appreciate and respect that from someone. So therefore, I need to be in a place that allows me to flow in the areas that I do best. Here's another quote. This is a quote by Adriana Sawyer. And she says, At the end of constantly feeling the need to prove something is usually where we find our greatest freedom. I love that. Once you realize you don't need to prove things to people, you're free. Again, that doesn't mean you can just do anything, say anything, and not care about what others think or how they might perceive what you say. You still have a right, excuse me, you still have a responsibility to be kind. You have a responsibility to be compassionate. You have a responsibility to care that, to care enough to not do or say things that will intentionally hurt someone else. That's, that's the code of humanity, just to be clear. But it doesn't mean that I need to shift and mold into your version of me. I have no responsibility or need to do that. Your version of me is not my, my benchmark. It's not my baseline. It is not what I'm striving for. The only baseline that I'm striving for is a better version of me than I was yesterday and exactly who God created me to be. The end. And so then, again, once you realize that you don't have to prove everything to someone, you will release, excuse me, you will realize a new level of freedom to be you. All right, one more. And this is one I'm sure you've heard before, and I love uh, this one as well. And it is by the world-renowned and so wise woman, Maya Angelou. And she says, You alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. And that is so powerful. It's a simple line. It's simply stated, and it is packed with power. You alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. Again, we have to get out of this place of acceptance by other people's standards. You should not be striving for someone else's acceptance of you outside of you being who you are. The acceptance that you need to strive for is your own, the end. It's really just saying, I accept me, flaws and all. Because once you do that, you will create an atmosphere that is inviting for others to do the same. Many times we are so critical of ourselves and there that breeds an environment for others to be critical of us more more accurately it breeds us looking for criticism from others even when it's not there for example when you are critical about your weight and how you look you are constantly waiting for someone to tell you that how you look is not good for example i went through some weight gain and i'm in the journey of of getting rid of that weight and there are different times where i'm just, you know, struggling a little bit in how i look and even i'm okay with the weight that i have. It's just the clothes and my weight are not in agreement. <laughs> and so i'm constantly looking for better ways to show myself that i'm okay by wearing clothes that make me feel good. And so in doing so, i oftentimes will go out and i'm just waiting for someone to to say, you know, that oh, You look a little chunky or you've gained some weight or, you know, when they say something about my outfit or how I look, I'm waiting for them to say something that establishes this negative critique that I've already created in my mind. And and so, again, that's that whole idea where... If we are critical of ourselves, we are consistently, unintentionally looking for and expecting critique from someone else. So if you were to flip that around, imagine constantly accepting who you are and then expecting others to be in that same place of acceptance and being at a place where you're able to easily uh, discard anything that does not fit into that sphere of acceptance. We breed what we believe about ourselves. Right? You create an atmosphere and you draw to you the things that you believe about yourself, about your circumstance, about your situation. It's, it's often sometimes called the self-fulfilling prophecy. We need to be in a place where, again, the only one we're convincing is ourselves. And once we have convinced ourselves that we are awesome, that we are great, that we put out quality work, that what we do, we excel at. The areas that we are in, though we have a sphere of influence, that others want to hear what we have to say. Others want to have what we have to offer. Others want to buy what we have to sell. When we remind ourselves and tell us ourselves that talk track and believe it, we begin to create an atmosphere of invitation for those who do those very same things that we believe, that they want to hear what we have to say, that they want to buy what we have to sell, that they want to have what we have to offer. So I'm going to end this, of course, with a definition because this, I think, really you know nails it or seals it in. The definition of proof, there's two I want to share with you. The first one, of course, these are in the Collins Dictionary. The first one is to subject to a test Experiment, comparison, analysis, or the like to determine quality, acceptability. I'm going to say that again. It is to subject to a test, experiment, comparison, analysis, or the like to determine quality or acceptability. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You don't have to subject yourself to an experiment, a comparison, or an analysis to determine the quality of who you are or what you have to offer or to determine your acceptability. You, are, you don't have to do that. And I want you to hear this definition because this is what you are doing. When you are trying to prove yourself to someone else, you are subjecting yourself to an experiment or a test based on their criteria to determine your quality and acceptability. They do not have the power or the right to do that. No one should ever have that much of a hold over you to be able to determine your quality and your acceptability you are enough. You are more than enough. You alone are enough. And you don't have to subject yourself to that for anyone. The last definition is to establish as true or to establish the validity or authenticity of. Now, that seems normal, right? Establish as true. Well, of course, don't I want to establish myself as true? Don't I want to establish myself as authenticity? No, you want to be true. You want to be authentic. Because the word establish means to cause to be widely or permanently accepted. So when we try to prove ourselves, we are trying to cause ourselves to be valid or authentic, widely and permanently accepted as such. And that breeds a certain set of actions or activities to make it so. Again, we're not talking about you don't need to be authentic or be true or be true to yourself. We're saying you don't need to prove that you are true, that you are authentic, that you are true to yourself. You don't need to cause that authenticity to be widely and permanently accepted. Whether or not someone else accepts you does not change the fact that you need to be you. As we said it before, someone else's inability to see does not equal the inability to do. Someone else's inability to see you in the way that you are does not mean that you aren't already who you say you are. We have to remove the power that we give to other people in who we are. We have to remove that power. They don't deserve it. They didn't earn it. And they can't maintain it. The only one that has the right to say who you really are is God and he earned it because he created you and everything on the inside of you that makes up the core of who you are, he put it there. And when he speaks about you, his words are of love, of encouragement, of pride, godly pride and pleasure because he loves you. He created you to be amazing and his desire is for you to see yourself the way he sees you. You have nothing to prove. The only one you need to convince is you. And so I hope that you walk away knowing that you are enough. Again, as Maya Angelou said, you alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. And the more that you are able to walk in the fullness of who you really are, the more you are able to release the greatness that's on the inside of you because someone is already waiting for you. I truly hope you are charged up as a result of this week's episode of Think Fancy. You have too much on the inside of you to just listen, so now you are empowered to do. You are indeed well-able, fully capable, and properly equipped to do everything you were created and designed to do. Make this week a great one.